Hello, and thank you for joining us for the inaugural uh, Black Family Home Educators and Scholars Teach-In. We are pleased today. My name is Khadija Ali Coleman, first of all, and I'm so excited to be speaking with our first guest um, it, within the teach-in. And I'm going to actually have her introduce herself, telling us who she is and a little bit about herself within the realm of um, Black family homeschooling. Great. Well, thank you so much for in inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Danielle Joy Davis. I am a tenured associate professor in the School of Education at St. Louis University. I also happen to be a product of homeschooling my mother on and off during my youth. So it, was, it wasn't consistent, but when she was able to, she homeschooled me, which I'm very grateful for and I've learned from tremendously. And in addition to being a product of homeschooling, I also have been homeschooling my 11-year-old son for over a year now. So we started homeschooling before the pandemic, right? <laughs> so, so, so that's significant. We, we had an intent. It's not like we were thrown into it. We, right, it was your choice. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so I currently homeschool and have been homeschooling him for over a year. In addition to that, I have had the opportunity to work with various homeschool students throughout the country through my work with an online school that had a history of enrolling homeschool students. Mm -hmm. So through that experience, I met quite a few homeschool families, you know, taught homeschool, various homeschoolers writing, high school writing. We also went the next level and had these students present all over the country from uh, Florida to Atlanta and the high school students that I taught also presented in Cuba, which was very interesting and wonderful. So my work with homeschooling is multifaceted. I also consult Black families in terms of homeschooling through the Circle of Excellence Network. And through the Circle of Excellence Network, for over the last two to three years, I've in some way, shape, or form consulted and consulted Black homeschooling families, over 200 wow. over the last three years. Wow. So I'm very heavily involved and, and, and love sharing and, and learning, right? Because uh, even though my mother worked with me and homeschooled me, still there's so many areas of homeschooling that I'm learning about right. and that I'm embracing and experimenting with as a home educator myself, which is exciting. So so I would say that that summarizes my work in terms of the homeschool community. And I appreciate you sharing all of that because and in, in ending as you did with saying that this process isn't where you decide to homeschool and you know everything or that you've been homeschooling and or homeschooled and now you're an expert. I, I, I really shy away from even using that term when describing myself, even though I'm a scholar and a homeschooling mom, because it's always so much to learn. And the reality is that we're not a monolith. Um, so it's so wonderful to be able 
to um, speak with someone like yourself who has been homeschooled. My daughter, I hope she'll be like you. I homes- I've homeschooled her off and on. Um, so she's been in public school. She's been in private school. She's been homeschooled for the past 12 years. Um, she's in high school now. So she's been high- um, homeschooled all throughout um, high school. She's a, a junior. But I hope that she has so much poise and, and experience as you have had um, to really advocate and, and, and share with folks that many homeschooled children are successes and are, are continuing this culture that we are steadily in, um, building. And so with that, thank you for introducing yourself. With that, I wanted to speak with you um, regarding one of our three guiding questions um, for this teach-in so that um, we can begin sparking some conversation and discussion among the homeschool community, including home educators and those um, in academia or consider themselves scholars or even practitioners. And we understand that a practitioner, a homeschool practitioner doesn't necessarily have to be a homeschooling parent. It could be someone like what you said, someone who works with homeschooling families as maybe a teacher or someone as a consultant, but part of this, this culture that we find ourselves in as homeschooling families. And so you and I discussed before um, this um, conversation that the question that you like, you would like to respond to is the question as, that says what truth needs to be shared um, with others regarding black family homeschooling. And I would love to hear what your response is in terms of the truth. Yes, yes. Well, the one thing that resonates with me in terms of the first thing I would say is a truth that needs to be shared is that black parents absolutely fully capable and credible and had all the skills and tools they need to educate their children at a high level. That's one truth that I know to be true. And I think that that's important to start off with because I think we live in a culture where Outsiders discount our brilliance. Mm. Even those within our community discount themselves and discount their own brilliance. We've been taught to think that anything of value has to be found out there. If it's a value, if it's worthy, if it's worth something, if it's gonna take you somewhere, you're gonna find it out there. You're not gonna find it in here. That's what we've been led to believe. And the truth I wanna share is that that is an absolute falsehood. That there's so, our culture is so rich, you know, our things that, that our, our traditions are so rich, you know, in terms of if a parent has a high school diploma, my thought is this, and I've shared this with families that I consult. I have consulted families, black families, who both parents, and in some cases it was a single parent like myself, who in that case had a high school diploma, but they homeschooled their child, or in, in many cases their teen, 
at such a phenomenal level that that team not only graduated high school, but that team went on to get a full academic scholarship at an institution. I have seen this happen three times. Two teenage girls and one teenage boy. All three full academic rides, okay? And their parents did that. No outsiders, right? The people, or in, in the case of a single family, the person in that house taught them at such a level that they knocked everyone else out of the water and they got a full academic ride. Not, not a full sports ride. They weren't even playing sports, all right? This was all on academics and brilliance. And then you, you may ask, okay, well, sure, the, uh, the, the parent was able to educate, but how successful were they really when they got to higher education? Like really how successful were they? I know in the case of one young man, not only did his parents educate him at home, but once he got to university at his predominantly white university, he was jamming so much that graduate students were wanting to work with him. Graduate students were inviting him to write an article. Graduate students, and he's an undergraduate. He's, he's like a sophomore or junior. And graduate students are seeing his brilliance, his ideas, how he's able to think outside the box. And these graduate students are saying, we need to learn from you. And he's being invited in for all of these opportunities that traditionally go to graduate students. But people are saying that, whoa, this brother is next level. And this is at a predominantly white institution, wow. right? So m my first truth is that we as a community and parents who are listening to this interview are absolutely capable. You know, I may, it may sound very elementary, but I tell parents, did you teach your child how to wash their face? Mm. Okay. Well, if you teach your child how to wash their face and to tie your shoes, you can teach them multiplication. All it is is a transferable skill, right? And in essence, all you're doing is transferring the skill of teaching to just a, another thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that it's okay to teach the way that you were taught. That, and this is another truth that I'm getting into, that the idea that, okay, right now in 2020, there's a new math, right? That, that's what they're saying. Right. And I think that parents need to understand, listen, the math that you learned in the 1970s, you got along okay with the math that you learned in the 1970s. You were able to get by and live. Take ownership of that. And if it has worked for you, share it with your child. You know, I know that when my son, I took my son out of school when he was in fifth grade. And oftentimes what would happen was, I would teach him math in, in one way, and then his teacher was teaching another way. And I made it very clear to my son, and he would even tell this to the teacher and sometimes get teachers angry. But I would tell him, they are with you during the day, but I am your real teacher. What I say, if I say to do the math in this way, I am your true and real teacher 
teacher. Your true teacher is Dr. Davis. And if any of your teachers tell you, you got the answer right, but just using another method, say, Dr. Davis told me to do it this way and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And have them contact Dr. Davis if they have a question about it. Because Dr. Davis is your teacher. The same for any other parent, despite what level of education they have, that it's important to take ownership of the success that you've had and the type of learning that you that has worked for you. And don't be afraid to share it with your own child. And don't discount it. Do not discount it. Yeah. Wonderful. That's so that's number one. That's the first, that's the first truth. Yes, ma'am. You know, I another one uh that was one A. I have a one B. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. What's can one I, B? Can I cover one B? Right. What's one B? <laughs> one B is the truth that homeschooling is so flexible, right? I think that some people who aren't familiar with homeschooling have in their heads that they have to recreate the brick and mortar school experience right in their living room. That their child needs to be at the table at 8.30 a.m. and they shall not leave that table. Right. With the exception of maybe lunch until three o'clock p.m. And they have in their head, (laughs) this is the correct way to homeschool. And the truth that I would like to share is that no, You know, that is not necessary, right? You know, there's so many reasons why that's not necessary. The fact that you are one parent, he or she is one child, you don't need eight or more whole hours just to relay the same content because it's one-to-one, it's not one-to-fifteen, right? So that's a big difference that I think parents need to understand, you know, and also to understand that there's so much flexibility in homeschooling in terms of ways to do it and ways to honor your own family in the process. So to give you an example of what I mean by that is I think each family should have a purpose in mind in terms of what skills, what capacities and competencies they want their children to have by the end of the year, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And to, to show you how broad I think in terms of that, one competency that's important in this household is self-healing. Mm. Because my son and I, we have a lot of things to heal. I have a lot of things to heal as a person in my 40s. As an 11-year-old, he has a lot of things to heal, right? We're both healing in different ways all the time. So that is one of the things that I bring into the homeschool experience, that if my goal for him is to start at 9 o'clock, but something's going on and nine o'clock is just not working for him, there is no fuss. Mm -hmm. There is no drama on my end. My, My thought process is that, you know what, healing is paramount. 
he's gonna get to this. It may not be right at nine o'clock when I expected it, but he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it, it's gonna get done. So whatever he needs in terms of healing for that day, I, as the teacher, need to know that, you know what, one step in front of the other, it's okay if things happen a little bit out of the order that I intended, but is the end goal being met? You know, am I raising a young man who's going to be emotionally well, mm -hmm. who's going to be intellectually curious, who's going to be passionate about whatever he does? As long as those goals are being met in any given day, even if things are a little bit out of order, in my book, that's a win. Mm. Well, so the flexibility, yeah. And, and what I'm also hearing, there's so many layers to what you've said that, that are so powerful because mm -hmm. even when you speak of healing, self-healing, mm -hmm. you introduce that as being something that can be part of this homeschooling experience, really stepping outside of this paradigm of what, uh, you know, when we look at traditional schooling versus homeschooling, you really, that's, that's not going to be a course item, mm -hmm. self-healing, <laughs> maybe in college, but not in traditional P through 12 education. Mm -hmm. So that flexibility is not only in terms of what the, the school day looks like, but even curriculum-wise and even outcomes-wise, what we would like to see. And what you shared indicates that you are cognizant, you're very aware of how you approach it, what its impact is on the learning experience of our children. And cultivating a certain approach to homeschooling um, impacts the way that children are receiving learning. And I think that in itself is very powerful, a very powerful message. And so you actually have shared with us two truths that you think that, that people should know when it comes to black homeschooling. That one, that, you, that as a black parent, you're capable of homeschooling. And two, you said 1B, should I, I'm gonna stick to 1B. 1A, you are capable. 1B, <laughs> that there is so much flexibility inherent in this practice that no parent should be should feel restricted in replicating a traditional school schooling format because the power is in their hands. Would that be correct? Yes, and we also need to remember, and I have a feeling conversation is gonna go this way, possibly mm -hmm. in the teaching anyway, but we also have to remember was the brick and mortar system developed for us to excel and for us to be fully who we are and healthy anyway? Was that its purpose? And I would argue no. So when it comes to the home, my goal is to flip that. My goal is to say, no, you know what? You're, you already are smart. I know you're smart, right? We're, gonna, we're going to cultivate that intellect that you have, but guess what? You're also gonna take care of yourself. You're gonna take care of yourself mentally. You're gonna take care of yourself physically. You're gonna take care of yourself spiritually. And I think that's important because we even have adults who don't take care of themselves physically, mentally, or spiritually. So I want him to move into adulthood having these 
life skills that he leaves with so that he is a whole man when he gets to that point. Have you found that um, making sure that those things are in place have also helped you with your own self-care and self-healing? I think so, right? Because we need to be a model. Right. We need to model that self-care, right? You know, so if, if, if I uh, have my chamomile tea to, you know, to get ready for the evening, you know, I say you are not going to bed until you have your chamomile tea too, right? You know, you know mama, can I uh, play a video game? You have an exercise today, okay? So um, you need to exercise. Or let's say he's on the internet, in my opinion, too long. These days, his big project is building his own website. That's another thing. Uh, the benefit of homeschooling is you can go with what the child loves in terms of projects. So his big project is building his own website. And I honor that. I love how he's, you know, finding free classes to attend, attending free classes. You know, he's all into t the tutorials on how to build a website, taking notes. I love it. But at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? This is the last tutorial for me because <laughs> you've been in front of a screen too long. So that's another part of self-care, you know, like remembering, uh, gauging, okay, how much is too much in terms of different activities. So that's another th thing I'm trying to teach him too. Right. That's excellent. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for kicking off our um, discussion um, during this teaching. I hope you join us. Um, on the last day of the teaching to kind of peek in and see where some of this discussion is going and how you, this interview is sparking some of the discussion. But thank you so much, Dr. Joy. Thank you and so much. In solidarity, um, I, I look forward to further collaborating and, and, and sharing space with you as we share ideas around homeschooling. I like that idea. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day.